Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hey, thanks for joining me again today. I was talking about temptation, talking about being gullible or strong. I was talking about Judges yesterday. I used Judges chapter 16 as my baseline, and I want to continue that message today. I talked about how Samson gave in to Delilah, how he gave in, had his hair cut, end up dying because of it down the line. I mean, he came back to God, but it was a sad story. But you know what? God wants us to be strong in him. Our Heavenly Father, give us wisdom today. May we look beyond our own thoughts, our own motives, to your motives, to your thoughts. And God, work in our lives. Show us your hand, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you know what? 1 Corinthians 10, 13, I started to close with that. I read a a portion of that yesterday in closing. I'm going to read all of it now today at the beginning. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So what is he saying here, folks? He's saying that you can handle any temptation that comes your way. Anything. But I tell you what, it's much easier when you don't put yourself in the way of temptation, when you don't put yourself in the way of situational things that you know you're going to be tempted. Kind of like the story I told yesterday, the little, the dad told the boy, don't go near the creek. And uh, the boy takes his swimming suit and he said he took it just because, just in case he got tempted, you know, so many people set their lives up that way. Well, I'm not planning on doing this, but if it happens, it happens and God will forgive me. That's how we think. You know, in verse 14, after 1 Corinthians 13, verse 14 says, flee from idolatry. And idolatry is extreme adoration for for things that come before God. You know, if something comes before God, it says flee it. Run from it. If you know it's not godly, if you know it's not beneficial, if you know it's going to lead you down the wrong path, run from it. My dad always says, son, put your running shoes on and run. Run as fast as you can away from that evil because the evil entraps you. And pretty soon, you lie to get out of it. You tell stories to get out of it. You lie to your parents, to your family, to your spouses. People of God, we've got to be honest. God, help us to be honest. Samson, he got tired of being hounded. In fact, he said, I think it was in the 17th verse I read yesterday, he said, uh, oh, no, a 16th verse. He says, with such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was sick to death of it. <laughs> that's what, that's what uh, Samson said in the 16th verse of chapter 16 of Judges. That Delilah just kept nagging him and nagging him. And, and so she would tell him, well, I mean, he would tell her, well, if you did this, then the army could capture me. But he was just not telling her the truth because you know, he didn't want her to try it on him. Well, he, she tried it on him every single time, and he broke the— broke it and took care of all the people, and and uh, he had all his strength until finally he told her the real reason that it, what if he cut his hair that he would have no strength. And sure enough, she did it again. I don't know. My dad would call that a chucklehead. How can he bend such a chucklehead? How could he have done such a crazy thing? You know why? He said because it was such nagging. She prodded him day after day. You know, sometimes when you get nagged day after day, you do things you wouldn't do to get them off your back. And that's what Samson did, but it cost him his life. It cost him his life. You know, and 
Many give in because of constant pressures, pressure that comes over and over again. Some of you have that. Some of you have friends that say, hey, I want you to go out with me. Let's go. You know, you can go out just this once. Let's go out to the bar together and just spend some time. You know, it's it's no big deal. It's it's not going to hurt anything. Next thing you know, you've got a marriage issue. I remember dealing with a guy years ago that came in one morning, early in the morning, and he was devastated. He said, Pastor, I went out and got drunk last night, and I committed adultery. Horrible, horrible. And, you know, he had to confront him. I don't know how he ended up talking to his wife about it, but it was a horrible thing, and he was devastated and because he sinned against God. He put himself in a place to sin against God. People of God, don't put yourself in a place that you'll sin against God and against family and especially against your spouse. So there are some keys to dealing with temptation, and there's keys everybody knows. There are truths that every Christian person knows, and probably most non-Christians at least could get an understanding of that, and that is this. One, stay in God's Word. Or for some of you, I might say, get into God's Word. And I tell you all the time, you can read, or you can do what I do early in the morning. You can listen to God's Word, you know, and, and like I said, the Gideon app. All you have to do is go online to G-I-D-E-O-N, Gideon. Get the Gideon app, and it, it, it'll dramatize the Word of God, and you can listen to it. You can listen to it in your car. You can listen to it in early morning like I do, and you can cover a lot of, lot of ground and listen to God's truth. You know, it's, but one of the failures we make is we don't get into God's Word, you know, and we just get in the habit of life. Life gets too busy or we do all sorts of things. The truth of the matter is it's not too busy because we're so busy watching TV and doing other things that, you know, we could have time to get in God's Word, even if it was 10 minutes a day or 15 minutes a day, I would challenge you to get into God's Word. I'd challenge you, if nothing else, get the Gideon app and start listening. Start with the book of John in the New Testament. Just start listening to the life of Jesus and let God help you so you can handle temptation and you will not be gullible, that you'll be strong in the things of God. Another one is keys dealing with temptation is, of course, spend time in prayer. Spend time with your Heavenly Father. He's wanting you to call upon Him. He's anxious for you to call upon Him. Again, you can do that in your car. You can do that at home. You can do that in bed. But call upon Him. Ask Him to guide your life. Ask Him to give you strength in your weaknesses. To give you power to overcome those things that come your way. That you would grow in Him. That your life would be a growth process. That you wouldn't be stagnant. So many Christians are stagnant. They're not doing anything to walk with God and to grow deeper in the things of God. It's time to move beyond stagnation to growth. Years ago, I went to Israel and went to the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is so full of salt that it's, it's greasy, it's oily. You all took our swimsuits. I laid out there on my back on the Dead Sea, and I was uh, reading the newspaper without any kind of buoyancy because it was so thick with salt, you could just sit there and read the newspaper. I mean, you did also, I, I, you know, I'm thinking, did I really do that? Did I take the newspaper out there? Or maybe it was somebody else, it's been a long time. But you're laying on your back out there, and uh, the, the newspaper thing shows that, you know, you could read, read a book, it's almost like laying on a air mattress. 
But the truth of the matter is, you're just laying on top of the water because of the buoyancy, because it's so stagnant. There's no outlets and inlets. And folks, we need an outlet and inlet in our life, and that's Jesus. Jesus wants to hear from us. He wants to breathe into us. Then he wants us to breathe out to other people. You know, are you doing that today? Are you being alive with your prayer life, talking to him? Some people don't even like praying for their meals. I was always raised, we pray for our meals. Even in restaurants, I say a short prayer. I don't go into long prayer. I don't have everybody stand up and hold hands and sing kumbaya and pray. But I pray and I thank God for the food that we're provided. Now, I'm not saying that's something you have to do. But I like honoring God in every way I possibly can. We need to honor God in every way we can. If we're going to stay away from uh, being uh, living in sin, if we're going to stay away from being gullible, we got to call upon Jesus often. Then another one is this, is we need to stay in fellowship with believers. The Bible says in Hebrews, do not forsake the assembling of gathering together as some do. Do not uh, forsake that. Well, I don't need the church. I believe in Jesus. I read my Bible. You need fellowship. Look in Acts. How the church exploded was through fellowship. They had everything in common. They gave things that they had away to help one another because they're around everybody, and they, they grew together. They grew as a body of believers together. We need fellowship. I encourage people to get involved in a fellowship. As I've told you, we have fellowship in our church, and we don't like I said, it hasn't been as often as far as just fun stuff because of COVID, but we have fellowship and Sunday mornings people come and they they enjoy having a donut in the foyer and talking they have, with their masks on and whatever it is, but they're having fellowship, they're having community. I went last Sunday night at 4 o'clock. Uh, I went to Rock Harbor Church with Pastor Keith Harrington. In fact, I went to coffee with him last week. What a great guy. And and my daughter goes to Rock Harbor and had a great time. You know, they have five services, one at 4 or 5.30 at noon and earlier on the morning on Sunday. But how fun it was to have fellowship over there and go to that church and be a part of something where I wasn't in charge of. I could just sit and enjoy the great worship, the beautiful new building, and Keith's great message. It was awesome. But, folks, you need fellowship. Somewhere along the line, get involved in a church in a good Bible-believing church, and have some fellowship. Get involved in small groups. Get involved in teaching the kids. Get involved with helping with youth group. In our church, we have a wood ministry. My friend Tom Calm runs a wood ministry. That's tremendous. And they, we have about 10 guys on Saturdays go out and they cut, cut wood. I think they have three splitters, and we're getting them a tractor. And then they sell wood at a, at a very a, a minimal donation, That and that money all goes to missions, all goes to missions, but they're involved in ministry and are enjoying each other's fellowship. There's so many ways we can enjoy in fellowship. We have a very powerful youth group at our church, and it's it goes well on in Wednesdays and Sundays. It is going well right now, even through COVID. I think they're 80%. They're running maybe 80%. Churches run about 50%, but they're running about 80% of the people. I think they have almost 50 every Sunday in youth group. And they're together having fellowship with one another, having fun, they're learning, they're growing. And worshiping, it's just, it's wonderful. Simple truths can change your life. Live by simple truths. What simple truths are you living by? Our Heavenly Father, as we close today, I pray you would open our heart and our mind to spending time with you, to spending time in prayer, to spending time in the Word with believers. God, may your truth change our lives. May we be so in love with you that we can't wait to be with you and your people. 
Lord bless you. Thanks, Lord. Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.